what's the word? Spilling that tea all on the curb. I'm not trying to be nosy, but I gotta know everything you heard. We gotta know what's going on. He did what? Now that was wrong. What's the latest trends of fashion? Tell me what's your favorite song. Who you reading? What you reading? What you watching? What's the season? Are there twists for the finale? Cause we gonna need a better reason. Who's improving the community? Bring the focus back to unity. Gotta do something more than plan. Listen up and take a stand. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Don't be mad. I'm just in my bag. Bag, 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 bag. You gon' get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Why you mad? I'm just in my bag. Bag, bag. Who are we? DHE. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Don't be mad. I'm just in my bag. Get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Why you mad? I'm just in my bag. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, this is your host, John Torrance, and this is In My Bag Podcast. This is season two, episode one. I cannot believe it. Um, the first season was amazing. Got so much uh, great, great feedback. Um, people want the same guests to come on, but I can't. Um, but uh, thank you everyone for listening. And I have a very special guest with me, um, my first guest host of the season, and it is Bugs Gutter. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Um, I I really, really wanted you on first off because you are supportive and I see you're on Instagram supporting all these Q Plus like content creators, and I was like I have to have him on. And I know we were, like, DMing and texting right. and all that um, previously. And I was like, I want you on, but it has to be the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the right time. I was like, I have to have him on as my premier guest host for season two. So thank you so much. Um, for everyone who do not know about Bugs, um, who are you? Where are you from? Well, my name is Bugs <laughs> Gutter. No, I'm a hip-hop artist. I'm from... Originally from Newport News, Virginia. Okay. Um, I moved to New York five years ago. Oh. Yeah, last one made five years. Mm-hmm. So, Missy yeah. Elliott, VA. What mm-hmm. is it? Two up, two down. Miss- yeah, two up, two down, <laughs> seven, five, seven, you know. <laughs> How was it um, growing up in Virginia? <sighs> country. Very country. Nah, a lot of people, like where I'm from, I'm from. It's the seven five seven area, uh-huh. so it's kind of like it's more city, okay, than the other parts of Virginia. Right. Even Richmond, like we're more city than Richmond. Oh. Like, we, we are the closest you will get to like the city part, okay. Even though we don't have like the big buildings and all, right, that. right. The environment, the people, mm-hmm. the, the, like all of that, mm-hmm. the atmosphere gives that. Okay, yeah, because so, when I'm originally from Wilmington, Delaware, so okay. people are like. It's black people in Delaware. I'm like, first off, Wilmington is the biggest city in the state, and it is ratchet yeah. as fuck. So <laughs> if you, I don't know if you watch um, Miami, Love and Hip Hop Miami, mm-hmm. but Sugihana, she's originally from Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, like, she's from my hood. So, so yeah. We follow each other on Really? So I dope. love her new single that she has out, Pretty and Ratchet. <laughs> when I tell you, I play that every single day. Yeah, and I'm dope. like, this bitch is from my hood, so I'm going to fucking support her right. no matter what. Um, but, yeah, that's what they say. Uh, and if you, a lot of my people in New York came to visit me a lot. Um, they're like, oh, I didn't know Wilmington was like turn up like this. I say, yeah, it is. So yeah. every part, like every state, has like their city. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not all like New York, Philly. And right. I was twenty minutes from Philly, so that's like my second home. Right. So, but yeah. Um, but what I would like to do is every guest that comes on, I like to say a coming. I like for them to express their coming out story because everyone has a different coming out story, especially us being in a black community. Um, and I always feel like people just need to hear, you know, other people's coming out stories because maybe it could be relatable to them. Um, so what's yours? I, I really want to get to know this. Well, (laughs) I actually had to come out twice. Really? Yeah. Like I was forced out 
and then I came out to my family. Okay. So um, I had a I did juvenile life. So while I was locked up, I, I want to say I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, every Sunday we would like we would watch movies. So mm-hmm. this one particular Sunday, me and this boy decided to go in the um broom closet because mm-hmm. we both were like we had um like we, we was cleaners and stuff like that that okay. was our job so we had access to leave and go you know mm-hmm. certain places so mm-hmm. we were in a broom closet and we was like in there cutting up really? <laughs> and this time we decided to take everything off so we was butt naked oh. in the broom closet on the floor cutting up <laughs> and a dude walked in and we, we didn't lock the door and when the dude walked in he was like oh shit oh shit uh, barely barely uh, gay and it was just like and so that's how I it came out mm-hmm. as far as like the streets and cause everybody started hearing about it right right but so fast forward and how old were you then I was 15, 15 okay I think I was 15 about to turn 16 mm-hmm. yeah and I got out when I was 19 so right before I got out I called home and um I told my mom and my sisters, mm-hmm. and they was like, okay, um, <laughs> we was waiting on you to tell us. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, what you mean? Because I always had girlfriends and stuff before mm-hmm. I got locked up. I got locked up at 14. Okay. So, but before that, I was already, like, in the streets. Okay. So, like, right. I was out there. So, mm-hmm. I had girlfriends, but I was, like, messing with boys, too. But I okay. never had a boyfriend or nothing like mm-hmm. that. I wasn't even thinking about a boyfriend. I wasn't thinking about a boyfriend after. I was thinking about girlfriends, but I didn't. I didn't know that boys went together. And really, like, I knew I liked a boy, and we cut up. But mm-hmm. I didn't like at that age, 13, 14, 12, right, 13, right. I didn't know that like they were actually in relationship because mm-hmm. you didn't see that. Right, so I didn't <laughs> it know wasn't that. out there like right. that. So that's totally understandable. Um, so, and then you said the second time you came out to your I, family. And right. Like, Interesting. And after that, it was just like, oh, well. Right. Oh, okay. So you have siblings? Um, They're my cousins. Okay. But we grew up like brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And then I have um three step, two sisters and a brother. Okay. Yeah. So did your mom have any other kids? No. So my you're basically like child. the only child. Yeah. Mm, how was that? Great. <laughs> I'm the only child, too. I was spoiled. Like, my grandma spoiled me. Mm-hmm. My mom spoiled me, too, in the beginning, but then she um started getting high. Okay. So it was like things kind of changed. Right. So, mm. yeah. yeah, I'm the only child, too. So I totally can relate. And the yeah, youngest everything. grandchild. That's how it was with me. It was I was the youngest for so long, and then my uncles and them started to have kids. So mm-hmm. It was like, oh yeah, I come along, and, mm-hmm. but I was still my grandma's favorite. Right. So, did your grandma raise you, or did your mom raise you? How did that work? I my mom raised me until I want to say I got in the f- fifth grade. Okay. I can't. I remember it was summertime. I came home from summer with my grandma when I got to the house the lights was off Mm -hmm. and the lights never been off or nothing like that so I didn't even know my mama was doing drugs Mm -hmm. and so because she always had it together right and so I guess this while I was gone this summer things changed or whatever and Mm -hmm. when I came home it was like the lights was off and I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> right. She was like, you about to go back down there to your grandma's house? I was like, okay. She was like, you probably go to school from there. I'm going to, um, we're going to move to California with your uncle. What? And she was like, I'm going to sell everything in the house. So I'm like, okay, we moving to California. Right. So I'm telling my, I'm down there with my grandma and I'm telling them like, um, we moving to California. Um. <laughs> and they're looking at me like, okay. <laughs> How old were you now? I was in the fifth grade. Oh, fifth grade. Yeah, so I don't know how old that is. Oh. Yeah. Um, so how was it um, with your grandma, though? How was it raising her? My grandmother was my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think by me leaving my mom and then going to my grandmother's, it kind of opened up a lot. Mm-hmm. I had more freedom. 
to do a lot more and to get in a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why every and then I was dealing with not being around my mom, and right? Me, my sexuality, right? And being in the streets, mm-hmm. and, like it was just a lot, a whole lot. Was your grandmom strict? She was strict, but she with me it was like. She allowed me to do what I, not what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. I was young, mm-hmm. but it was like, if I wanted to go to the skating ring, it was like, okay, she was giving me money to go. If right. I wanted to do this, if I wanted this, I could get it. Mm-hmm. If I said, I want to go this place, she was like, okay, you can go. Right. Like, as long as I did good in school, I had okay grades, but I would get suspended a lot mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get in trouble. Right. Like, I would get suspended <laughs> and still be outside because my grandma was like, oh, that's... They shouldn't have been messing with them. Right. You her favorite. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So um, what happened at 14? Because you said you got locked up at 14, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I was molested mm-hmm. by my grandmother's um, boyfriend, who's like my grandfather. Okay. From the age of six to like nine. Mm-hmm. And I never said anything ever. Mm-hmm. So, um down the line um i had enough and one day my grandmother was um her and him was sitting on the um step on the porch on the stoop and i was sweeping mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when i was sweeping i was just looking at him and i was just like fuck this mm-hmm. and i just took the broom and i started hitting him with it and it was like the metal type broom right so mm-hmm. that can, it can break mm-hmm. and so it broke and when it broke it like was cutting them and, and oh, okay. all that. Right, right, and right. He ended up with stitches and staples mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I ended up telling what happened, but that's Virginia. Mm. And they gave, he didn't even press charges. Right. Um, but they was like, oh, well. So, so they locked me up, but I got out. Okay. Like, they didn't send me upstate right then and there. Mm-hmm. They gave me the time and then it was like suspended. Mm. So I was on probation, but by me being on probation, and by they had already took they took took custody from my mother because uh, of the situation, so they placed me in custody. Uh, so this happened at like twelve when it originally happened. I was younger than fourteen, but okay. I didn't go to jail, jail until, until I was 14. fourteen. So. I was in the system, and it was like I was in foster homes, I was in group homes, I was in oh residential my. programs and mental hospitals. So they just took you away from your family, period. Right. And I would, like, they would put me in a foster home or a group home in, like, Richmond or somewhere, mm-hmm. and I would leave. I would, like, go, I would run away mm-hmm. and be knocking on my grandmother's door because I didn't understand, like, why would you take me right. from my family mm-hmm. because I... Like, he did something to me, and I was a child. But they didn't care, and it got to the point where I kept running away, and I kept running away, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, so what are we going to do? So I ended up moving with my aunt, who's my father's sister, mm-hmm. and I don't really have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. But she took me in for the money, right? you know, and um, I had a job, and her grandson used to be over there. So he ordered pay-per-view, the little porn, the soft porn <laughs> mm-hmm. pay-per-view stuff. And so when it came back on the cable bill, she was like, I ordered it. And I'm like, no, you, I didn't order it. I was at the skating ring the times when right. the stuff was ordered. And right. she wasn't trying to hear it, none of that. And she told my probation officer that I could no longer stay with her. Oh, and my God. they violated my probation, and they committed me. And so... I went from 14 to 19. Oh, oh, everything that you just didn't do. And that's crazy. So do you yeah. even, have you even <clears throat> saw him? Have you even seen him? Mr. Dixon? Mm-hmm. He's dead. He died uh, while I was really? locked up. He died, actually died before he got sentenced. He got found. Because I ended up, when it came out that he did what he uh-huh. did, so I'm not, like, he charges end up being pressed on right, him. I don't right. know if the state did it, but mm-hmm. I ended up going to court and all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, he got found guilty, but he died before he got sentenced. Wow! But the fucked up it was sad because I at times I wish I never 
said anything mm-hmm. because right after he died, my grandmother died. Really? And I know it broke her heart to know that he did that to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. because she really, she loved him. They were together before I was born mm-hmm. and I was her, like, her heart. So it was like, and I, I wasn't out there, but she wasn't with him. So it right. was like, yeah. Interesting. So, so is that the line in your song can't wait is it what is it can't where you say um can't win can't win where you say you met an r kelly and you called him dad no oh that's not who i was talking about on that oh wow (laughs) (laughs) you know what yeah that was about um so i was in ballroom Mm -hmm. this is gonna um <laughs> open up some stuff, but I don't oh well. Right. I was in ballroom. Um, I was in the house of Revlon, mm-hmm. and um, the house father, the house of Revlon. He um, he put some. He got me drunk. I never drunk, and he put a pill in it, and oh. we ended up having sex. He videotaped it, mm-hmm. and he blackmailed me. Um, told me if I didn't like continue to have sex with him. Right. It would show the tape to Brian, who I was in a relationship with, mm. and send it to my mom and stuff like that. What? Yeah, it was crazy. And it how was old crazy. was he? Tony is old. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> always them older ones. Yeah, and he's like an <laughs> icon. And it's crazy because, like, I spoke about it mm-hmm. numerous times on social media, and it's crazy how a lot of people, people know how he is. People know how people are, period. Right. Especially in our community. The black and the gay community. And, you know, people accept so much. Like, it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. People feel like because a person is who, like, he's really, really big in ballroom. Okay. He's considered father of mm-hmm. all fathers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, man, this man has done so much crazy stuff to so many different people and people still like put him on a pedestal really and it's so crazy and it's like when i came out and told what happened with me i have other people who you know other brothers who i know for a fact right things like this has been done but nobody else is going to say anything because they feel like if i say something my ballroom career won't go anywhere mm. i'm going to get shot people are going to look at me different right. but me right. i don't give a fuck <laughs> it's like you I don't even walk balls no more. Exactly. And if I decide to, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, you did what you did. You was crack. Mm-hmm. And you still crack. Mm-hmm. And whoever take up for you is crack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> so when did you get into ballroom? Were I got into in ballroom. Yeah. At 19. Okay. I got into ballroom once I came out. Right. <laughs> like, within, I got out in May. I want to say I walked my first ball in September. Mm. So how did you actually get into that whole scene? I was on the chat line, and this guy um, hit me up, and he was like, um, thought, you know, I just came out, so I've never been around gay people. I've never mm. been to a gay club or nothing. So my cousin was like, oh, I know about this chat line that you, he was straight, but mm-hmm. he had gay friends. Right. He was like, I know a chat line that you can get on. So I was like, a chat line? What is a chat line? Right. So <laughs> I get on the chat line. I'm like, oh, so these are gay people. So the guy was like, he would pick me up and take me to the club. So I was like, okay. So he came and picked me up and he took me to Norfolk. So we was like going to different people's houses mm. and stuff. And they was like voguing and all this stuff. And I was looking and I'm like, what's going on? All these, they were... I didn't know the back that they were trans girls oh, okay. and drag queens. I thought they were girls. Mm-hmm. I didn't know nothing. I didn't know that boys could be girls mm-hmm. and they could transition. And I didn't know any of that. So I'm just thinking it'd be a, it was a house full of girls <laughs> and gay boys. Right. So I was over there and I didn't know he was telling people that I was his piece of trade that just came oh, home. Really? So I had met this, Um, he introduced me to this she was a trans girl, but I thought she was a girl. He took her to the grocery store. So I'm like, oh, she is bad and all of this. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, like, attracted to her. So her name was Shanice, mm-hmm. and she ended up becoming my gay mother because I got put out. I was staying with my uncle, and he put me out because he found he didn't know I was gay because mm-hmm. my mom and them didn't tell. Mm-hmm. So when he found out, it gave, you can't stay here. Right. So he put me out, and... 
she came and picked me up, told me to pack my stuff, and brought me to her house. I didn't know she was trans. So I'm at her house for like three days, and I don't know she's trans. <laughs> so one day, I'm in there brushing my teeth, and she come and use the bathroom, and she's standing up. <laughs> when I tell you, I like, it was... I really? was so confused. I, I left out there. I ran out of the house. Like, I was, <laughs> I didn't understand it. But she was real. And she became my gay mother. And I love her. I miss her so much. Aww. And she had me walk my first ball. What did you walk? Realness. Okay. I walked Thug Realness. It was Andre and Ray Ray, Ms. Rahi Ball. Mm-hmm. I walked Thug Realness and I won. Then the next day, we went to North Carolina and I walked School War Realness and I won. Mm-hmm. Then I started walking Sex Siren. Then they, um, I left the house of Mizrahi because I wanted to Vogue. Mm-hmm. And I became a shade. That was a house in Virginia. And I started walking runners with a twist and Sex Siren. Mm-hmm. Then we switched and became a Revlon. And um, that's where I stayed. I got it tattooed on my chest. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I ended up going to prison. After I came out and all of that, <laughs> mm-hmm. I ended up going back through mm-hmm. ballroom craft and writing checks. Oh, okay. And when I came out this time, I was like, I want to get in drag, and I want to vogue in drag. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, what? What do you mean you want to get in drag? Right. Like, yeah, I want to get in drag. And I got in drag, and that's what I became legendary for. Really? I'm actually the first legend for drag's performance in the ballroom scene. Quick note, yeah. <laughs> quick shout out. <laughs> How was those clubs in Virginia? I went to a club in Virginia once. It Not was Colors. Like oh, you went to Colors. That's yeah. in Richmond. When I was in um, college, I was. We went. Uh, Colors be lit. It was real lit. <laughs> and see, I was always like in a club scene, like in Baltimore and Philly, because I went to Paradox in Baltimore. Paradox. Um, all those. I was always in it. So I was like, they was like, let's go to Colors. I was like, what's Colors? I went in there. Mind you, we drove four hours from my college. And I said, this place is lit. Yeah. It was real lit. Colors used to be lit. I was like, oh. They don't have it no more. I know. I heard of clothes. Mm -hmm. So I know about these club scenes. (laughs) Listen, I've been around. I've been around, especially Philly. Have you partied in Philly before? The Paradox. No, Philly. The Paradox but, not in no, Philly? No, Paradox is in Baltimore. Thought, I always thought Paradox was in Philly. No, it's in Baltimore, right by the stadium. I don't mm-hmm. know why I thought that was in Philly. No. Well, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, I take that back. I went last year, I went to a club, Boxers, in Philly. Okay. That's like a little whitey type. But it was a black event. It was, it was a black pri- night? Think, yeah. Oh, Black Pride? Yeah. Their Black Prides be lit. Mm-hmm. Their Black Prides be lit. It was um, back They need the to day. get me out there to perform. Right. Because <laughs> it's always, it's a lot of people. It used mm-hmm. to be crazier back in the day. It was this place called um, Shampoo. Everyone used to go to Shampoo. Um, it was every first Friday. And I'm telling you, like, New York people, Baltimore people, everyone came for first Friday. Mm. Free before 12. Was it a ball? No, it was a it was a club. It was okay. a club. It was free before twelve and half price drinks until eleven. So mm. you used to get litty yeah. at twelve o'clock. Yeah, so, definitely. Oh, that's good. So yeah, I was like, let me see if he know about colors because yeah. <laughs> that, that was my spot. I still love it. Right. So let's get into this music. Okay. Um. So did you recently launch your entertainment company, yeah. Pink Gorilla Entertainment? I, yeah. Um. I filed for, did all the filing in November. Mm-hmm. Um. I haven't like officially. You know, they're like a launch, a launch. launch mm-hmm. I'm going to. I want to have like a, a dope party, and you know, mm-hmm. have everybody perform and all of that. So I haven't really officially launched mm-hmm. it yet, but yeah. So what do you want to do with it? Do you want to have artists on there? Um, different projects. Right now, it's a it's an artist development, okay, management company. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's room for. The way I found it, like, eventually, I know what I really, really want. So, eventually, the way I found it, it will be a label. Okay. A record label. Okay. But as of now, I'm not able to, you know, mm-hmm. be, I don't have, I'm not financially right. there to be like, okay, I'm going to find you. Right. So, you know, I do what I do. Um, I have a few artists now that's okay. 
Well, I see these. I see. Who are these people in these pictures that you be posting? Um. Okay, so Pink Gorilla is. I'm the CEO. Mm-hmm. Tia Carter. She's a part of. Um. She's a owner. Okay. Yeah. She's. Um. She's an artist also. Mm-hmm. Then you have Chad, who's my fiance. Mm-hmm. Um. He is part owner, mm-hmm. and he's an A&R. Tia's an A&R also. Okay. Um, Goldie Doll is an art. She's my artist. I manage her, and mm-hmm. she's a part of Pink Gorilla. She's a trans rapper. Okay. Um, Kaiser, he's a um, he's a trans man. Mm-hmm. He's a rapper. He's also a barber. He also oh. he he writes. Um, Goldie writes too, but Kaiser writes music. Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, Paris Seduction. Okay. He's a singer. Jabez, he's a nobody hasn't heard of him yet or seen him yet. He's He's coming though. Okay. He's really, really, really dope. Mm-hmm. Like really dope. So, um. So you got your people. You, yeah. But you just it just happened. It so. just happened, and it happened out of nowhere because I was like a part of Man Made Productions. Shout out to Miss Terry Man Made. Mm-hmm. She's legendary in this out with hip hop. She's like the first. She had like a million views on World really? World Star back like some years ago before people was even getting. Stuff like that. Right. And I was part of Man Made for a few years. Mm-hmm. And we had, a, you know, we decided to part ways. Part ways. Mm-hmm. And the day we decided to part ways, I did the fouling for Pink Gorilla Entertainment because I wasn't about to be, <laughs> I didn't want to take a break and figure out what I was going to do. It right. was like, I'm not stepping back. Mm-hmm. If this is what it's going to be and this is how we're going to do right. it, then I'm going to keep this ball rolling. Right. And I did the fouling. And it was like, I called um, Tia and I was like, look, I'm fouling this right now. <laughs> Are you in it? Or mm-hmm. what? And she was like, yeah. And I did it. And now we're doing it. And it's weird. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm... I've never really, really thought that I would even be doing the stuff that I'm doing. I've always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, through all of that stuff we talked about earlier, the right. being locked up mm-hmm. and all of that, music is what really had me, it's what kept me kept it together. Like, right. me writing, me listening to music, and me dreaming, and dreaming about want, being on stage and... and I've had record labels where I was locked up at 15 years old, like, <laughs> writing it down. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do this. Right. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. And to now, it's just like, yo. Right. And at that time, I feel like I know when you want something, you want it instantaneously. But shit takes time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just like, I wanted to move to New York since I was, like, 16. And when I was 21, I was like... I'm not I'm not in New York yet. Like what is going on? And then when I turned 28 was when I officially moved to New York and I was like, "You know what? This was like the perfect time for me to time move." It. Like it was the perfect time. Like you don't see it then, but when it happens, it's yeah. like, "All right, this was actually the perfect time." So, it's like when you pray about something, just know in your mind it's not going to come like tomorrow or the next day you know what i mean and you can't just pray about it you have to actually do work actually do it people feel like like people be like okay i want to rap and okay Mm -hmm. you want to rap so what rap right don't want to do anything and don't sit back and and feel like because i put prayers in the universe that it's going to happen mm-hmm. or sit back and feel like anybody's going to do anything for you right. you still have to do it you still have and to grind. like people want to take shortcuts and it happens for some people mm-hmm. but everybody like some people just it happens right they they lucky mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but it don't happen for everybody you have to really 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 grind and, and, and get your hands dirty what do you think about saucy santana and how his, like, basically, he has came and, like, is really, you know, doing it. I, and, um, I, 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 res- <laughs> I respect him as a person mm-hmm. because and, and, and what he brings to the game. Um, I'm not a fan of the music. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I like how he's he, he's him and and he's true to himself right. and and he has people like the music. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to like it. So I'm all go Santana. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like Yeah, make it. Like open doors, keep going. Like, yeah. I don't have to like the music to respect it and respect the grind. Exactly. Now, I, ain't gonna, I mean, I feel like, yeah, he was one of the people who kind of, like, he came in off of the city Young girls. Miami. So mm-hmm. it was like, if that wasn't that, would ha- it, where would it, he where, be? Would it be? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, but it that didn't out. happen. <laughs> he, he knew her. Mm-hmm. He got, you know, more people should do it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I I think that was dope mm-hmm. because a lot of people won't even do that because they feel like you're going to get my shine. Right, So right. the fact that she was like, okay, and she did it in a way where it wasn't like, damn. Right. It was like, okay, bitch, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you because I am who I am, mm-hmm. but I'm going to still do this. And bitch, get your shine. If right. you can do it and you can make something more uh-huh. of this live videos, us just being us, then do it. Right. So, like, go ahead, get your, do it. Yeah. Fuck I just up, wanted Dana. to get your take on that because he has been coming up and everything. So that's cute, fine. <laughs> so let's talk about your project, um, Pink Gorilla Effect. Um, I listened to the album and I really, really like it. Um, I said that to Earth Tone too because I was like, "Let me listen to your album" because I feel like a lot of these black, um, like I mean, I take, I take it too is where I kind of that's not my first thing to go to when like you know gay rappers, gay rappers and stuff like that it's not it's, it's not really it's not even you're gay and it's it's not just you right a lot of people is like that right it's like gay rapper mm-hmm. i don't know I don't right know. but when i tell you like the production is good lyrics is on point like I had my coworker listening to it yesterday, and she was like, "This shit is fire." I said, "I told okay. you this shit is good." So I really like it. I want to talk about some songs that I really like. Okay. Um, I really like "What You Gonna Do," which is the first song after the intro. That's the first single. Um, I really like uh, "Can't Win." Like I said before, that's when I got that lyric, and I was like, "I love that song." I really like it. It tells a lot about what you have been going through, yeah. you know, growing up and everything like that. So I was like, "Okay, this is good." And I, was, I did a lot of different stuff that, like, I was singing on that, and mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just wanted to be free. <laughs> that's what the Pink Gorilla is being about—about about being free, right? So, you know. Um, I also, I mean, I like all these songs. Um, NBK, Mickey, and Mallory. So, is that about your boo? Yeah. So, yeah. when did y'all meet? Because he really be in the pictures and videos too. So, I can tell you guys really love each other. Yeah, he's very supportive. Mm-hmm. Today's his birthday. So, really? Happy birthday, Chad. Aww, yeah. Happy um, birthday. We met three years ago on Jack. Really? Yeah. And I took all those apps off. We met on Jack. <laughs> I um I lost my ID. I just came back from Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I lost my ID. So I had to go get a new ID. So I was at DMV. And you know you can be there forever. So forever. I didn't have Jack <laughs> on my phone. So I was like, okay. Social media is right. there right now. Let me download Jack <laughs> and see what's popping out uh-huh. here. See if I can get something popping. So I downloaded Jack. And he was like one of the first people I saw. And I was like, oh, he's cute. So I hit him up. And... I was corny. I, I said, um, it was true though. I was like, you gotta be the um finest dude up here. And he was like, Oh, that's so sweet. And we started talking. I was in there for like two hours and we talked the whole time. Really? Then he gave me his number and we was texting. So when I got home, I was like, um, he told me his friend had passed away and that's why he was in Brooklyn. He stayed in the Bronx. Mm. So I was like, You smoke? He was like, Yeah. I was like, okay, so come over. <laughs> I'm gonna cook. So I cooked dinner and he came over and we smoked and we've been together ever since. Oh, look at you, the ultimate gentleman. <laughs> cooking the first time. We've been together ever since. And you guys were on the circle too. So that's yeah. where we got a lot of gl- a glimpse of um, everything that you guys were right. going through too. That's good. Um, and then the new single Fuck a Plate. Fuck a Plate. How did that come about? I wanted, okay, like, the Pink Gorilla effect was for me. hmm Like, that body of work, I wasn't making it for people. Right. 
Like I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was. I didn't go into it thinking, what if what what are my fans gonna like or what is the people gonna like? Mm-hmm. Everything about that was me and what I wanted. This was my dream for me to do this. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. So fuck a plate. Following that, it's like. I was like, okay, what can I do to kind of like get my community to like get involved? Because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like my community was really, really involved in my music. Um, like the ballroom and like okay. the younger people. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't get that. And so I was like, let me try something different. Like, let me be nasty <laughs> and, and just do something. And so I was sitting there and came up with it. And, mm-hmm. and then the know. video. <laughs> and and you know we just did that just to uh, we was doing a photo shoot for mm-hmm. the cover art and so while doing that I was like you know what let's just do um I'm gonna do like a promo video mm-hmm. for it so we had the space because I rented an Airbnb uh, um peer space and okay. we had extra time I think it was like forty five minutes oh, extra because wow. we went in there because you know Chad's a model so he be. He went in there and right. he was like, do this, sit down, lay down. <laughs> I'm going to sit on your face and you will do this. And I'm just like, okay, what do you want next? So right, we had right. more time. So I was like, let's just do the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so he be with it. Oh, I could tell. He's like, like he you're ride or die. Like, He's he your ride or die. He be with it. He be with this shit. So like, he's so supportive. He is my number one fan, my groupie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my man but that's what you need in a partner that. that's what you need in a partner and i feel like not a lot of people um are like that and i feel like with you guys relationship and how you guys are open um you know we don't see that right. with two black men you like, know what i mean i'd be performing and the sound might not be right mm-hmm. this dude be recording with their phone mm-hmm. and he moving he going to the people like fix this mm-hmm. fix his microphone <laughs> fix his microphone and i'm seeing it like oh lord but right. like i love it mm-hmm. i'm glad he do it like i wouldn't trade him for the world well, we got to know a lot about you. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into this next segment, though. It's the teabag segment. And it's just about um, what's basically in the news within the black gay community. Okay. Um, so the first uh, first thing that item that we have is um, star Jimmy Walker. And if you don't know who he is, he's JJ from Good Times. Good <laughs> he mind. was accused of um, some nasty homophobia. Um, by a fellow comedian, Samson McCormick. Um, and first off, I thought JJ was gay anyway back in the day. So it was just like... The other one was gay though, right? Yeah. So, but JJ's a tall, skinny one and all that. Um, so we have, I just want to play a little clip of what, um about the comedian and what he said about his interaction with this. So let's play it really quick. It's the, the first run-in that I had was with J- Jimmy Walker from Good Times. Not JJ! He is a nasty motherfucker. He is. That is. He was the most disgusting person that I've ever worked with in this business. And I don't go around bad-mouthing people, but the experience that I had, and I was 10 years in, you know, and you really don't learn what you're doing until you get about 15, even 20 years in really learning what you're doing. And I'm really happy to be there with this legend. Um, he's good time. That's black. Good time. Though. That's JJ. Dino yeah. And he hates when you say that. Um, and I'm sitting, I'm like, that's what puts food on your table. So right. like, I wish I had a catchphrase. And um, he comes in the green room. He sees me. I stand up and I introduce myself. I say, hey, I'm Samson. I'm opening for you tonight. He goes, hold up. What's a Samson? And I'm like, me, I'm, I'm, I'm your feature tonight. Interesting. He leaves out of the room. Oh. Uh, about 10 minutes later, his manager comes back in with a white envelope. We were at All Stars Comedy Club in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. And she hands me a white envelope and she says, I don't know how to tell you this, but we won't be needing your services tonight. So I want to make sure that you got paid. So she wrote me a check out of her own pocket. And so she said, yeah, she said, Mr. Walker doesn't want you to uh, open the show tonight. And she wouldn't tell me why. Mm-hmm. So I stayed and he got up on stage and he said, can you believe they were going to have a fag open the show for me tonight? Wow. And then he said he, he made AIDS jokes. He said things about Ellen DeGeneres. So he was just like, um, 
he said, uh, you know, Ellen, I came up with Ellen on the circuit and she needs some dick, so take the dick out of his mouth and put it up her ass. And he said some really Samson. nasty things. And I wouldn't sit here and make that up. He was so nasty. You can't make that up. He, wow. was, he was the nastiest. So what do you think about that? Because first off, it was in Virginia. <laughs> um, and he's older. So he's an older right. black man. So he feel how he feel. Like... <laughs> I was fucked up. What would you do if you was in that situation? If I was who? <laughs> yeah. And she wrote me the check. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't know who Samson is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, maybe he could be doing what a lot of other gay people do. And they use something that homophobia to mm-hmm. make this. I don't know. I don't want to say that, but I don't know because I don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. And it's so old. Ain't it old? We're old. And yeah. now it's a topic and mm-hmm. now it's like, and now his name is everywhere. everywhere. So it's like, it works for you. Right. But why not use it? Why it not? was fucked up that he went through that though. But I did hear that um, what's his name? JJ from Good Times really was like an asshole in real life anyway. So it is what it is. I feel like we are in 2020 and people still doing the same shit that they doing yeah. like 30, 40 years ago. And you just have to, it just comes with it. You know right. what I mean? It's I, still, we're black and shit, it's racism still. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's stupid though. I, I don't, I don't get it. I think mm-hmm. it's dumb that people are like that. And it's like, but maybe he feel like, I mean, if he didn't want you to open for him though, he didn't want you to open for him. Right. Uh, and that should be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the fag part. When you said that, why didn't you? Because I would have won out there. Mm-hmm. I would have won on the stage. <laughs> like said, me. Why didn't you like, say it in front of yeah, my face? Why you ain't saying in front of my face? Like, no. Mm-hmm. We both, we're we going to have it out right here. Right. Right. I ain't going to wait 15 years later. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. <laughs> so another topic is uh, Dwayne Wade's. Uh, now, daughter. daughter has came out as trans. Say, uh, I wanted you to. I wanted to get your take on that because you are close to the trans community and I you have a lot beautiful. of trans friends. Um, very beautiful, very beautiful. I love how supportive they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that something so beautiful and something that could really, really help the community is being. Our community, our community is stupid sometimes. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand how Dwayne Wade supporting his child's decision is harmful. Right. And people find something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. It's like they would rather him be like, no, don't be this way. You're a boy. You're and this and this and that for his child to be stress, mm-hmm. depressed, and commit suicide. Right. And it's like, when I be reading stuff on social media, and I be like, that's why y'all kids... And I know people who kids is, who been pregnant at 12 mm-hmm. and locked up and this and this and that, and they don't care nothing. Right. And it's like, and you, y'all are saying that this is a bad parent. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. <laughs> this yeah. child is... And you heard the child talk. Like, oh yeah! Come on! Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's a really good thing because he's paving a way, especially for other NBA players, because you don't, you never know. It might be someone in a couple years has a trans daughter, a trans son, and and they would look at that and, and say, "I can handle this and go about this in a different way." Right? It's about breaking the cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like Dwayne Wade. Is a perfect example of a what a good black man should be as a father Mm -hmm. and as just as a man. Mm -hmm. And he's so free and secure. This man would paint his toenails (laughs) Mm -hmm. and wear short shorts. And I don't. Other people be like, "Oh, that's gay. He's gay." I I don't think nothing's gay about it. You do what you want to do. It's a lot of men that paint their fingernails Mm -hmm. and toenails now. Mm -hmm. Oh well. Nail polish doesn't say women's nail polish. Right. <laughs> it right. says nail polish. We all got nails. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. 
the only thing is for women is a bra because you got titties. <laughs> right. So if you got titties, you wear a bra. Mm-hmm. Nail polish go on. Anybody who want to wear it. Right. And shout out also to the siblings as well because yeah, he has they a big supportive. brother and they're very supportive. They're in the pictures. And I said this, I think, on my last episode, too, is that, yeah, we give our hats off to parents and all that, but we also have to give our hats off to the siblings because the siblings could go the other way. The siblings couldn't even, you know, want to be like, oh, that ain't my brother, that ain't my sister. his brother smacked the shit out of um, (laughs) Boosie's son. Oh, right. (laughs) For going on social media talking about his sister like that. Right. Some people stupid. Mm Mm-hmm. But we have to evolve, and we'll see what happens um, moving forward. Um, that's the end of tea bag segment. So we're going to get into in my bag because I really want to get to this because it's been in the news for like since it actually aired. Um, How long ago have, did it air? Uh, this has been on this season, probably like maybe a month. Maybe a little after. I know. And I just figured it out like a couple weeks ago when my friend brought it up. It's so entertaining. Very entertaining. (laughs) So what we're talking about is Love is Blind, if you haven't tuned in on Netflix. Um, And it's basically dating, basically not seeing the person. You're just hearing the voice. Um, But then they have other episodes where once um, they make a connection, they go out on a trip to see if they actually are compatible physically mm-hmm. and then meet the parents and all that. Right. Um, but there is one guy on there, Carlton Morton. Um, he came out as bisexual on the show and he actually was uh, compatible with another lady and he proposed to her and everything, but didn't tell her that he was bisexual. He didn't tell her he was bisexual until four days before the wedding. (laughs) So she basically was in her bag and was like, so you're telling me this now? Why are you telling me this now? And basically it was a big blow up. He basically was cussing her out, um, calling her all type of names. And they were just going back and forth. So he actually got a lot of backlash on social media about how he basically came out to her. As he should. Right. So, and when I, this is when I didn't even watch the whole season, but when I was reading it in the news, I'm like, why are they getting on him because he's bisexual and all this? But now as I watch it and the way that he was acting, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to tell someone you bisexual right before four days before your wedding like and her <laughs> not to like go crazy of yeah, course that was, that's bug like that, certain things you have to like tell people right right before. and in that situation where you can't see people in the way that they were all sitting there talking about personal things and right that, out, that should have been something that he should have said mm-hmm. because that's um it's not like he just had sex with somebody right. and tried it. Right. I get that. You ain't got to never say something like that to me. Right. But it's like, okay, you just tried mm-hmm. it. But you was in a whole relationship. A whole relationship. You, you <laughs> That's something that you have to, you got to let that person make a decision. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I know you would have prejudged me and all this up. Oh. Uh, let, I, and she was like, let that be my decision on how I want to move forward and talking to you. And he kept saying, you know, I told other girls, but they weren't spazzing like this and all that. But did you propose to them? <laughs> did you, like, want them to be your wife? Right. Like, that's crazy. So I was really in my bag about that. And sh- she obviously was in her bag and the whole audience who looked at that episode was in their bag because it was just like you a fuck boy for that for real <laughs> yeah he's tired <laughs> so and i me i if i was going to be marrying somebody i would want them to even say if they were bisexual before we even got married like i mean it's not a big thing to me but just let me know is <laughs> like, he really bisexual or is he no he i guess well, he's you know really how... bisexual okay cuz you know how I would, if you want to be technical, it would be I'm considered bisexual, but I don't say I'm bisexual because right. I know I don't want to be in a relationship with mm-hmm. no girl. So it's like, was he really, or did he just do Love is Blind? Mm-hmm. 
to do Love is Blind right. and the whole he really gay. I don't know. And I don't know if he he said in his younger twenties he dipped and dabbled. Um, but I'm not I don't know if he actually was still date men. I'm not sure. And that's another thing. Are you still attracted to men? Well you're Because if you're saying you're bisexual, then yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. Cause um sexual preference can can flow. Right. So you could be straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not saying you're straight. Right. You're saying I'm bisexual. <laughs> right. So who knows? And I think I like that's a big thing in the black community anyway, when females and that's true if females do hear about a man who's bisexual i'm not sure if they would actually want to date them i wouldn't right (laughs) so but if a guy if a girl says that to a guy and was like oh yeah i'm bisexual he probably would be like all right that's cool i wouldn't want no boy (laughs) no i want if chad was bisexual i wouldn't want him either Mm -hmm. because i can't compete i don't have a pussy right so (laughs) i can't give you that Mm -hmm. and you can tell me Whatever you want to say, you can say, I don't need it. I just want you. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, <laughs> I ain't even about to play that game. Right. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. So that's what's been in my bag lately. What's been in yours? <laughs> me so much be having me in my bag. I'm, I stay in my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, what's got me in my bag today? <laughs> Someone, something, some mishap. Other than this fucking uh, corona, but we ain't going to talk yeah, about like, that. that's definitely got me. <laughs> I had to walk off work and everything. Walk <laughs> off the job. But, um, you know, I hate when people in our community be like, I promoters or, or, or platforms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I do it for the, the, the culture. The, mm. I'm for the community and from the culture. When in all actuality they don't be, it's like mm-hmm. you can and you can tell. It's like for one, people only work with their friends. If um, you only do stuff and include your friends, mm-hmm. then you aren't for the community, you aren't for the culture, mm-hmm. you are for your friends. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you are doing providing platforms for artists and you're charging them to pay then mm-hmm. you aren't for the culture right because the artists you should be they shouldn't have to pay you to perform mm-hmm. like if anything you should be, be paying, paying them now. or they should be doing it for free right so stuff like that they be having me in my bag because <laughs> i be feeling like these promoters a lot of them take advantage of of us Mm-hmm. Of the LGBT entertainers, because they they feel like okay, the quote unquote industry ain't using them mm-hmm. because they don't want to use them. They don't even use the ones that's in the industry. Right. Industry, you know what I'm right. saying? It's mainstream. So it's like I feel like they just take advantage. They be like, okay, we're gonna get them here and we're gonna put their name on a flyer and have people come out mm-hmm. and they're not gonna pay them or they're gonna charge them or. They do this, and they only have the certain same people mm-hmm. all the time. And mm-hmm. it's like, y'all not really for the community. <laughs> y'all ain't for the culture, y'all. That's interesting. So you've been seeing a lot money. of that. Yeah, it's like, I be catching it, and then they be doing events <laughs> with agencies, monies, and stuff, and um... acting like they bound it, and they paid it, and they got this. And it, baby, I be laughing. <laughs> I be laughing. I be in my bag because I, I look... When I came into this shit up here in New York, mm-hmm. I wanted to. I tried to get features with people. I tried to get on um, on shows and showcases, and people was dubbing me. Really, they was like, I don't know if it was people just didn't see it for me, mm-hmm. or if it was because I was new mm-hmm. and I wasn't an ass kisser or, mm-hmm. or a people's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But I worked hard. Like I was out here busting my ass, mm-hmm. like by myself, putting on shows by myself creating platforms for other artists by myself, mm-hmm. not charging them, right. damn paying right. them, right. like allowing them to get money off of the, in, like the last showcase I did, I was like, okay, how can I allow my artists to get paid? So I told them, if you get five people to say your name, you get half of the admission for all of those and every other person that says your name oh. after that. So it's like, you get the opportunity to make money. Right, right, right. And like, 
if you and if you're not, give them a, some drinks. <laughs> Tell them two, three people can get in free with you. Make mm-hmm. the artist feel like the artist, and that way they will do a really, really good show. Right, right. But yeah, that's interesting because I didn't know that. I probably think a lot of people didn't know that. So. Yeah, they be charging people. Oh, we. We're going to charge you $30, and you can do two songs. What? And then they get there, and it's, like, not really, really, really packed. Like, that, and that's why I appreciate that uh, Moby has started. I love Because they don't, they don't charge people, and mm-hmm. I think that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And you get that um, free drinks for an hour. Yeah, like, and I think that's dope, so I appreciate that. It's so that. dope. It's so dope. I'm trying to get him on. Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm trying to get him this season. So okay. he's cool. I love Moby. But that's basically all for the show. Yeah. Um, I hope you had a good time. I did. It was really good talking to you. Thank you. Let um other people know like what's your upcoming projects, what you got going on. I see that pink party coming up. Yeah. Um I am got a lot of stuff coming out. <laughs> like, um, I got a joint project coming out with another rapper. Mm-hmm up here um that'll be hot y'all gotta yeah. do something yeah we're gonna come back mm-hmm. it's gonna be dope you're gonna really like it mm-hmm. um i'm got I'm, I'm filming a reality show mm-hmm. called social lingua um it will be out i don't know for sure <laughs> yet but we're still filming okay and we're gonna be filming all summer probably mm-hmm. into the fall so it'll probably come out either the end of the year or beginning of next year okay because we we film mm-hmm. um what else? Um, I got a. I'm working on new music outside of the other project. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I want to write a book. Really? Yeah, and I'm. Well, you got some stories, though. Yeah, so, <laughs> like I'm gonna say, I want to write a book. I am mm-hmm. writing a book. I got like three sentences down, <laughs> but I started it. Exactly. That's all you need to do. And I've been saying I wanted to do it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I even started it, mm-hmm. just let me know. Mm-hmm. I got it. So I'm going to be doing a lot. You moving. You in these streets. Yeah, I got to be. Like, I'm trying to make shit happen. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. Like, a lot of people depend on me. Right. And, I, and like, Pink Gorilla Entertainment is all about inspiring, motivating, mm-hmm. and creating content. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. And the fact now that I know that so many young people look up to me mm-hmm. and are inspired and I motivate people, it's like it just pushed me to go even harder. Right. I didn't have nobody, mm-hmm. nobody to look up to when I was young and say, I want to be like that. I mean, I had straight people, but nobody who was like mm-hmm. me, who really looked like me. And right. Who, in my, you know, so to be able to be that person and to have young rappers be like, you inspire me and I want to do this and um and I can help them and I can provide a platform for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That feels good. Yeah, it feels it really, really good. And so I'm just thankful. Aww. Well, good luck with everything. Thank you. Good Thank luck. You. And I'm definitely going to be supporting everything. Thank you. I'm going to be sharing you. stuff. I'm going to come to the pink party. I don't know if we're going to have it oh, because yeah, of this corona. But you know, if they tell me I can still have it, I'm still I'm having it in there. Because <laughs> as long, who, if you coughing and stuff, stay your ass home. Stay home. <laughs> like, have sanitizers around. Right. That's yeah. all. Pink sanitizer. Oh, right. That would be cute. Boy, they ain't got none. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't nothing. Amazon right. might have it. For $20 know. a bottle. Right. No, it was me. bleach up there for $60. Oh, they are coke and Hands, The small hand sanitizer was like $25, $28. Oh, like, that's crazy. Mm-mm. The media turned it. Yeah, they did. They did. They turned it. <laughs> well, thank you again. I hope you Thanks had so much me. fun. Um, and then, so, good luck with everything. Um, thank you. Thank we're you. going thank to you. go. I don't know who I'm going to have next on here. But I'm going to see. <laughs> I'm going to see. I'm going to do my research. There's a lot of dope people around. It's a lot of dope people. You got to give me some yeah, resources I will. and stuff. I'm going to send you some names yeah. of some really dope. You should... This is so a a cisgender cisgender woman. She's a rapper, and she also she has a production company, and she has this um other. I think it's a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. It's for for black girls. Okay. Um, it's really really. Her name is Quana. 
she's really, really dope. Okay. And she's out here and she she providing platforms mm-hmm. and she's doing her thing and you should check yeah, her out. Send me her information and we going to go from there. So, but thank you again. And this is In My Bag Podcast, hosted by John Torrance. And I'll see y'all next time. <laughs> I'm just in my bag.